Good day, mams and sirs, and welcome to the Number 9 with Tommy podcast. Where do we even start? Shit, where did we leave off? Since the last time we brought you a show, milestones have been missed, and time has sure been lost. A plague on both our houses, but we're not lovers, the type star-crossed. Our lives have been more dramatic than Monica, Chandler, and Raw. I'm living alone, and Tom had the roan. And Davis is playing like Moss. With fair season behind us, our focus is transferring to another direction. And while all that's been happening has been somewhat distracting, we're only weeks out from midterm elections. A shout out to the Sticky Bandit and to MJ. You are both in my thoughts. Heavy. May the fate and the future be reflections of the good karma you've put into the world, because God knows it's plenty. You are both in position to be punished by those who are tripping over previous injustice from strangers. But the reform that we need won't reach you in time, and I swear that we see you're in danger. I see you. We see you. We're here. A call, a text, even an email, and one of us can be at your side. And believe me when I tell you, we're both down to ride. And these problems don't always have the greatest solution. But I mean it when I say that the tax you're paying isn't from your pollution. I love you both, and I'm very sorry for what's going on right now. As always, we will push forward. We will be available. We will continue to have faith in ourselves and our family and our friends. And no matter what this next month dishes out, you can and you will be okay. You will come out of this smarter, stronger, better. But I know that's not how it feels today. I don't have anything witty or clever or comedic to end this with. Just know that you two are not alone. And now, a man who's survived fair season, he's survived the Rony Pony, and he's back up on top, Tommy fucking Washington. What's been up, man? How are you? Uh, Pat, I don't know where you're getting your news, bro, but I didn't have Rona. Oh, okay. There's no evidence to support that statement? I I 100%... I am in full agreement that there is no test that supports that statement. I think there's plenty of evidence. There's zero evidence. I had a headache for a couple of days, and uh, I had to miss some work because uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I didn't have the Rona. Uh, I don't even think I even spiked a fever. I actually went to the CDC's website to see what they consider a fever when you have coronavirus. It's, uh, in case you're wondering, 100.3, sir. Uh, the highest my temperature ever got was 90, 99.6. Uh, I you're gonna say 100.2, uh, 99.6. And once I saw that, I said, Huh, no more reason to take my temperature. I don't have a fever, that's normal, kind of. Um, but really, I just had a really bad headache. Um, that was the worst of it. Uh, however, I am recovering from a cold, um, that has left me quite tired. Um, my days are long. And by like noontime, I am fucking exhausted. Going to bed at like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, it's fucking rough. Um, but yeah, here we are. Uh we're back in the saddle. Fair season's over. Uh big shout out to Second Armament for uh this this last fair season. We had a lot of fun. Uh met some great people along the way. And we Facts. It's been like solid six weeks, seven weeks since we sat down and did a show. Uh, we've been obviously. Yeah, if you've it been feels like an eternity. Yeah, if you've been following along, you've been getting some of the content that we captured from the fairs. We have more. Um, like this Sunday, I can't do a show. So I'll probably release something on Saturday or put something together on Saturday from another interview that we did. Uh, but we got more interviews too that I just haven't, I haven't put together. Um, the amount of time that it takes to do this shit and then have you know normal jobs and stuff like that—it's been just exhausting. Um, so yeah, um, we're gonna kind of ease back into it. Uh, there's one news story we're gonna talk about today, I think, and then just kind of, you know, maybe we'll bring it up. Probably again. gonna be two. Now it's two. How are you going to bring up a news yeah, story that I, I was watching? Well, that's not fair. I didn't get to fucking see it. I don't know anything about it. Let me be honest with you, Tom. Remember how I said I had a real bad echo in my headphones? Yeah, you're fine. 
No, no, I know. But when I was watching that video, I could hear it in my headphones. I thought you could hear it too. Oh, I definitely Did heard it. Did you not it. listen to that video? I was not paying. I didn't know it was something I had to be paying attention to. Somebody got shot. That's all oh. I know. Somebody got Facts. shot. What else is new? Um, we, yeah, we not only did we meet some great people, um, we have some projects in the the works. Uh, we won't get too far into detail until we have some commitments made, but uh, some very exciting stuff coming up. Um, all podcasty stuff. That's what we do, Pat. We do a podcast. Hey, I swore at one point, like emotionally to myself, like, cause I just have straight up conversations with myself that I would never see you or Nick again after fair season. Not because you guys did anything wrong, just because we spent so much fucking time together that I was like, I would rather die than bear witness to either of their faces ever again. Yeah. And then you're going out and getting dinner with Nick, not inviting me and shit. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was watching the, the one o'clock games on Sunday and Nick texted me. And he was like, Hey, you want to go out to the bar after this? And I was like, yeah, kind of. I like, why not? I, I fucking have nothing else to do. We went and got, they have a, we can do it every Sunday at the, the bar that, you know what I'm talking about, the new one that just opened up. Yeah. They have 10 very good wings for $7.50, and they have some other deals. Um, it was good. Yeah. I, uh, game on. Nick stopped by Tuesday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. He stopped by fucking one night. Uh, what's today? Wednesday? He stopped by Monday night yeah. uh, after work uh, to drop off the trailer that he finally fucking unloaded. Um, so we shot the shit a little bit. Um, and he told me that you guys had met up and went out. I actually just ordered a bunch of ammo for us because uh, I found a pretty good deal online. So I just came in today. So I just texted him telling him that, hey, our ammo's here. Let's go. Um, I definitely I want to go shooting with him. Um we actually got invited to join the Torrington Gun Club, which is quite exciting because um, it's a lot cheaper than I would have thought it was, and it's very close to our houses. So um, hopefully that comes comes through in the clutch because I haven't been shooting in. I can dude, I haven't been shooting since before COVID. So you're Jeez. talking like yeah, like two and a half years. I haven't shot shot any of my guns. Um, and a lot of it comes down to just time and stuff, right? But then I was saving all my ammo just in case shit popped off. Um, sure. and, now, and now that I found some ammo at a decent price, I can, uh, I can afford to go blow some of it off at the range. Plus I got to test out my new gun. Um, yeah. So what a fucking shit show, huh? Oof. What a shit show the whole. For those of you. I mean, we, we talk about work, but we don't talk about what we do or where we do it. Uh, we are in the midst of a crazy season on top of fair season, on top of Tom not feeling well, on top of uh, I, uh, myself and Miss Elizabeth parted ways, on top of just fucking football seasons going on. Everything's crazy. I am one of two things at all points, Tom. I am either dead and asleep or i am basically on a fucking like a coke binge excited for life yeah i haven't i haven't been on a coke binge excited for life in i don't know 13 14 years um <laughs> so i don't know, <laughs> How I don't old know the, 14 uh yeah we celebrated colin's birthday since the uh since the last time we sat down in the basements and did the show um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, holy fuck. Erica's birthday. Erica's birthday, my birthday. Um, yep. Yeah, it was a crazy fucking solid six, eight weeks that we were just going ham. I gotta tell you, I would, like, in the middle of it, it seemed like it was so much. Now, it went by in a snap. I don't remember half of it because it was so fast. It's all blurred together. Like, it was, first off, the fairs are a very specific demographic. Um, well, so I a lot of the people seem very similar in my head, if that makes sense. You know what I miss the most about doing the fairs? Food? Nah, fuck the food. Uh, the, the nights that we would go set up. Oh my God, really? 
Yeah, because it was just like the three or four of us hanging out, fucking bullshitting, setting everything up, fucking... I don't know. I had a lot of fun doing the setups. Um, not so much to take I down. Really... At Durham, dude, I was about to fucking kill somebody when we were taking our shit down. I was gonna fucking snap. Which one was Durham? The one where we got trapped in the fucking... In the, uh... Medway because... Oh, yeah, when we couldn't get the fuck out of it? Yeah, when we couldn't get the trailer, because they would only let us go one way, and they wanted Nick to sit in the traffic again, we are like, nah, not happening. Classic. Um, yeah, uh, the fairs, as much as they are world famous and they've been around for a hundred years, still zero organized. Yeah, you would think that these people were, like, a fine... To be honest with you, I think the best... The best one that I think we went to was probably Goshen. Goshen was probably the best, and we thought Goshen that was a fucking breeze. It really was, and we thought that that would be uh, like the rest of them were. And all in all, I mean, we didn't have a lot of bad weather. The last weekend, not great weather. Um, fucking cold, windy, windy as fuck. At one point, Nick and I were holding onto the tent to keep it on the ground. Well, Durham was the same way. A couple of days, man, it was bad. Um. But yeah, all I mean, which one was your favorite? Oh, Bethlehem. Dude, Bethlehem, we had Jake from State Farm. We had Tom. We had jacked up fucking Will. We had that crazy I forgot about family. Will. I forgot about um, Will. Will's dude, Bethlehem, we had the duck races. When no, that it was Goshen. And Nick just started pulling rubber ducks out and fucking that was racing Goshen. ducks. That was Goshen, bro. All of it? No, the the duck races was Goshen. Oh, okay. Um, well, definitely those two. I mean, those two were a very misleading representation of how fair season was going to go because those two were fucking nonstop fun, and the rest of them were fun, but nothing like the first two. No, I think uh, placement has a lot to do with it. Um, not that we had a bad spot in Durham, but you weren't. You definitely weren't in the middle of everything. And Harrington isn't was Durham just, where we were next to all that equipment. Yeah, but that stuff like that didn't even bother me. We actually got some decent interviews out of Durham. I thought, um, I just felt like, but there wasn't a lot of uh, there wasn't a lot of trap. Well, and see, Saturday night I had to leave because I had that wedding that I went to. Yeah. So, um, and that was probably the most exciting night was Saturday night because Nick dressed up in the unicorn costume and we had the axe throwing guys next door. He went and threw axe against that kid. Uh, Martin dressed up in the fucking bear costume with <laughs> night vision goggles and ran around the fair. Um, so oh I missed, so I missed all that. Uh, but, and then Sunday I missed half the, well, I wouldn't say half of it, but I missed a good three, four hours of it because I went to Collins game. That was the other problem yeah. with it, is that I was going to Collins games, um, which I'm... I'm, I'm sure we talked about it on the show. What, going to Collins uh, games? No. Uh, those first two fairs, we lost a grand total of seven interviews to just random fucking technological snafus. Yeah, it was it was rough. It was um it was definitely a learning curve doing all of it. Um that's the most remote stuff that we've done where um cuz yeah. cuz we did a couple shows from the from the drive-in. Remember that when we used to do those? Um Hell yeah. Which now we're set up where we could easily do it, record it and put it out. It'd be easy as shit. Um and we have enough mics to do it and have it come through actually pretty decently. So um that might be something that we do in the springtime, get some people together and um, do more on location stuff. Um, but I think that's all it was, was that, you know, it was something new that we were doing. Uh, we haven't really done it a lot of it before, especially without some sort of PC to do. It. We were doing it all on our phones, um, which, you know, I was coming home some nights at, you know, the fair closed at 11. You get home at 11, 30, 12 o'clock, and then I'm staying up till one thirty to get everything off of my phone. So I can delete it, so I can record more the next day. I went as far as buying a, a special thing that plugs into my phone, so I could put a flash drive in it that I couldn't get to work. Like it was all fucking just a nightmare. Um, yeah. Until the end. At the end, you know, I cleared out more shit off my phone. I could record for like fifteen hours on my phone. 
<coughs> Erica says, yeah, fair season was rough. Was it? Was it rough? All your days at home? Where the fuck do you see that? Oh, it's not coming up in the chat, but it's coming up on the, uh, it came up in the, uh, OBS system. Oh. But it's not coming up on the overlay for some reason. Let me try and refresh it. I wonder if anybody else is trying to chat. No, nobody else has tried to chat. Um, oh, well, that got worse, not better. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, anyway. So, we got you. Tom, what was kinda... the best food you ate at the fair? Best food I ate at the fair. Hmm. I don't know, that pumpkin ice cream I had at uh, Thurman was fucking dynamite. <coughs> that big oh, you potato. Know what? Now, you said that. We split a $30 lobster roll that was fucking bomb banging. Are you still talking about that lobster roll from fucking Goshen? It was a good ass lobster roll, bro. It was all right. You know what I wasn't? Uh, Erica said. Erica said it was rough because you were so tired all the time and I hardly got to see you. Yeah, just the way I like it. Um, Ick. I know, right? <coughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, during the middle of all this, we had Erica's birthday party, which uh, somehow, in a miraculous act, I had gotten Erica a present that was just like, uh, I saw something that I liked. I knew she would like it too, so I bought it. And then the next day, you called me. And you were like, hey, you want to go out tonight for Erica's birthday? So I was like, holy fuck, I already bought her a birthday present. That's crazy. And it was a total coincidence. But at that dinner, we had the surprise reappearance of Sam, who shit in the ocean. Yes. We uh, we actually interviewed her at one of the, was it Goshen or Bethlehem? Goshen. But she yeah. wasn't really being herself. She had a friend with her. She was being shy. Uh, we didn't get the real Sam experience where at dinner... The hibachi dinner that we went to, she told about 35 Helen Keller jokes that had us in fucking tears. I don't know about us. Definitely you, because you're like a child. Um, Yeah, I Listen, deleted the... That shit's funny. Out of all the interviews that got deleted, that's when I wished that had gotten deleted that didn't, and I deleted it myself. Um, it was not a good interview. I could not in good faith, put it back out on the internet. Um, how? What did you think at Harrington? We had a lobster breakfast with tater tots, lobster, uh, sausage gravy, a fried egg, shrimp. What else was on that fucking thing? It was like twenty eight dollars each. We each got one. Uh, what did you think of uh, that? They were thirty five dollars. Yes, they were. Or maybe they were 32. I don't know. They were fucking expensive. And my answer is, I thought it was amazing. The fried egg wasn't very good. Um, the tots were delicious. They were cooked like to, to very crispy. Uh, the, the gravy was great. I wish there was more of it. The lobster was great. I wish there was more of it. Um, anybody who thinks that you can't put sausage gravy on top of lobster, I got news for you. You're dead wrong. Yeah. Um, I agree with you that I wish there was more, uh, more sausage gravy on the whole thing. I think that would have made it a lot better. Um, That's an alarm. That doesn't count. The best thing I think that I ate was probably that loaded baked potato that I got in, uh, in Bethlehem. I ate it like two or three times. baked potatoes. It was so fucking good, dude. It was so good. That or... You know what? There was, there was a day that... Miss Elizabeth stopped by with her sister-in-law and they brought me a fried dough. And I had said before fair season, I would never waste my money on fucking fried dough at a fair because it's so cheap. Dude, it was the best fucking fried dough I've ever had in my life. It was so fucking good. So that brings me to my next point. At Harrington, I got a fried dough that was like an apple pie. So they put apple filling on it with whipped cream and caramel on it. That was fucking dynamite as well. Um, it reminded me of the funnel. Was there a fair where you didn't have ice cream? Uh, no, I didn't get ice cream at all. I never had ice cream. Well, you're a sucker. (laughs) I remember when I got the ice cream at Durham, I had to walk back to the tent because I left my keys in the tent and we were halfway up that big ass hill. 
That was oh rough. my god, dude! For anybody who's never been to the Durham Fair, there there is a mountain that they refer to as a hill, and it is a fucking bear when you're out of shape to the point that Tommy and I are out of mm. shape, and we're on our feet all fucking day, and you're walking on hard surfaces or standing still. Neither one of them's fucking easy on your legs when you're this size, and Tommy walks the fucking quarter mile up this fucking hill, and then you just see his head sink like his fucking his you know favorite musician just died and he read it in a news article and he just slow turns and starts walking back to the tent and we're like yo what's up and he's like i forgot my fucking keys yep fucking classic what else sucks about durham is you have to take a bus in and out of there it doesn't matter if you're a vendor or not another thing that i'm very surprised about with a lot of these fairs um is the parking situation for vendors so, like, Bethlehem, no special parking for vendors. You just park in the fucking field, and doesn't matter where you end up. Um, so, for us, yep. Friday night was an issue. Saturday and Sunday, not at all, because you're there so early. Um, however, Durham, you got special. Rick Bacestos <laughs> binoculars says, it's funny because he's fat. Real nice. Your fucking mirror's broken, Rick? Uh, anyway. <laughs> So what's funny is the Twitch stuff isn't coming through on the stream chat, right? But in the YouTube stuff isn't coming in the other one, but it's coming through on the stream chat. That's weird. I'll have to look at that after. It's been so long since I've streamed something. Even so like Ryan and I have been doing the other show and but we don't stream it. I just tape it. So like there's no chat or anything. A line he said from a line that, from that Asian comedian dude. Oh my god! If you didn't call him that Asian comedian dude, I could have told you his fucking name. Chow in yeah. the Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, gay uh, boys? <laughs> um. Did you know that he's really a doctor? In real life, he's a fucking doctor. I feel like I did know that. That's that's facts, bro. Um. Uh, what you call it? Uh. In between topics here, since we're not still talking about the fairs, uh, I was, but yeah, whatever. Daddy's little defect, yeah, super fucking pregnant. That's what happens. Super bro. fucking pregnant. We don't call her daddy's little defect. We just call her little defect. So whatever kind of weird sex shit you got going on over there, fucking weird. No, that was her. Uh, back in the days of MySpace, which I never had, but I knew that she had her name on. MySpace was Daddy's Little Defect. That's where that nickname comes from. Uh, but I said, hey, did you have this fucking kid yet? And she was like, no, I can't believe that this child's not coming out of me yet. And I said, send me a picture. Holy shit. First off, she didn't gain a pound anywhere. Except it looks like there's a full-sized adult growing in her stomach. It's gross. It's crazy. <clears throat> All right, Pat, let's uh, let's talk about this uh, news story that we got. So today, um, coincidentally, the day that we come back, there was a ruling. Um, I, now, I didn't know anything about this until I got a news update today. Uh, but then again, yep. I'm not really looking for this type of shit. But Alex Jones, I guess he is a uh, newscaster on InfoWars. He has a, couple, a show or a couple shows on there. Um, was sued for... Uh, defamation. It's a defamation trial for the Sandy Hook survivors. Um, and they were, he was ordered to pay $965 million to what looks like seven or eight people. I think it's six families and one guy from the FBI were part of this, right? Uh, yeah, what I read said that it was because he caused like a compounded emotional damage. I don't know how that's still considered defamation, but I guess you have to put a name on it. So, but it's not like defamation of character. What it's defamation of what? Well, so this is kind of where I'm at with all this, and I'm not sure how all this plays out. And I wish I knew more about it, but I did read a quick news article about it, so I didn't sound like a complete idiot. Um, he sued because he says he was sued because he was claiming. That the Sandy Hook, uh, oh, Rick says that he owns InfoWars. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah he uh, owns InfoWars and a couple other companies. 
So he was claiming that the Sandy Hook uh, shooting was staged, basically, and uh, these families got got together and sued him for that. Now, I'm not because that doesn't cause any harm to anybody, and I understand what defamation is like. Um, he's not saying, as far as I can tell. Now, obviously, this they he was ordered to pay this money, so they obviously had some sort of case that uh, made this possible. I mean, so he referred to Newtown as a hoax. Yes. Is he referring to them as liars? Like, is that why it's defamation? Because he's trashing them, the parents? Possibly. Um, but then, like, I don't know how that um, falls into his... Uh, he profited millions from claiming it was staged. 100% deplorable douchebag. Um he probably millions from claiming it was stage 100% deplorable douchebag. Well, I don't think that that's where this conversation is going to go. I don't think we're debating whether or not he's a fucking douchebag. I think we can all agree he's a bit of a fucking douchebag. Uh, we're going to pause that conversation real quick. I, did you hear my phone ring, Tom? No, I did not. But Phobic said these goons back at ATG at it again. I'm, I'm guessing that means at it. Oh, he he he. Yep, that's exactly what I meant. He said ATG, typo. Uh, add it again. Gotcha. Uh, my my oldest brother just called me, and I silenced the call, and I texted him, and I said, hey, I'll call you right back. I'm doing the podcast. And his response, word for word, was, I don't care. Answer the phone when I fucking call you. Nice. All right. That's not really how podcasts work, man. <laughs> you should answer the phone. Tell him he'll be on. Uh, he claimed the kids were paid actors. Uh, now, again, I'm not saying what this guy said or did is not fucked up. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, uh, here's the as far again. I need more context to what happened. Um, but so far, all the things that Rick has said here, binoculars has said. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he has freedom of speech and can say whatever the fuck he wants. It's not hurting anyone. Yeah, this is a really touchy field uh, to me anyways, <laughs> because it's really tough when we're talking about emotional damages. So this guy said that these kids were paid actors, and it sounds like the parents are saying, I want $965 million because you're trashing my dead child. And I see your point. I wouldn't want my dead child trashed either. I also... Don't think that him profiting off of your children is a reason that, um, man, I'm gonna, it's gonna sound super fucked up when I say it. That's no reason for you to profit off of your children. Well, that's like, I get what I'm, he did was wrong. That's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with this, too. Like, they're talking shit because he profited all his money or he said all his shit to make, uh, waves or whatever. But here you are getting, uh, millions hundreds of millions of dollars he said words like yeah. so he Erica didn't kill says, your kids and they're not deader because of what he said um erica said and like america didn't turn their backs on these kids and they were like oh they were fucking actors this is bullshit those kids deserve to die that's not what happened erica said defamation of truth morals question mark i don't know but Rick said on, he went to the houses of parents and picketed outside their houses so that they would admit that it was fake. He did that to at least one of the parents. Okay, now that's pretty fucked up. Can I finish what Erica said now? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you, I thought that was it. Go ahead. No. Um, I don't know, but based on his lies of Sandy Hook, didn't happen, caused severe, happened, caused severe damage. Families were harassed. One of them, fathers committed suicide, etc. Every time he mentioned it on his show, there was new waves of harassment to the victims' families. It doesn't well, see, seem... We learn more about this story, and it does a little bit of a yeah, little but, bit of explaining. But is it really? Uh, I guess it's kind of on him, but at the same time. Wouldn't that be more on the actions of the people listening to his show, talking shit to these people? Like, not for nothing. That's exactly where I was headed. So did like, this guy pay people to harass the families? No, listen, if he really went outside some dude's house and fucking picketed, I mean, that's kind of fucked up. And he should be uh, responsible for part of that. But the other part, I mean, how is he responsible for the actions of others? That doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, listen, if you're doing this directly, if you're directly affecting these people, if you're going outside their house and picketing, 1,000%, there's probably a lawsuit there. Never mind the lawsuit. Money's funny. Um, should he be punished for that? Yes. I would say by law, not by money, he should go to jail for stalking or harassing or whatever. Um, but should he pay money because he gave what clearly sounds like his real opinion? It doesn't sound like he was being funny. I mean, this dude's going to people's houses and picketing. He must believe in what he's saying. So should he be punished for having an opinion? I don't think that he should. Should he be punished for his actions? 1,000%. And should the people who harass these families be punished for their actions? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with uh, Pat. Again, I don't know all the facts. Uh, So it's kind of hard to... Like I said, I didn't even know that this motherfucker was getting sued until today. So that's how much I knew about it. Uh, Rick said, was Trump responsible for the actions of others on January 6th? But I digress. Uh, uh, I'm going to throw it out there. No, he wasn't. I do not believe that he was. <laughs> I, I, listen, if, if I say that Trump was responsible for January 6th, if I say that this guy was responsible for those parents being... Uh, harassed then i'm also saying that marilyn manson should be in jail eminem should be in jail uh fucking jesus quentin tarantino should be in jail everybody who has any influence over anybody and then does something that we don't like should be in trouble for being expressive if you're using words unless they're meant to inflict damage I don't see how we're punishing you for that. Eric said, yes, but he was lighting the flame. Harassment would die down. Then he would say it again and more harassment. Again. You'd have um, a lot of work to prove that. Well, apparently they proved something. And again, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I think no matter what they would have, I mean, this guy also got sued for something in Texas. I saw that he, uh, he was, Ordered to pay yeah, fifty million, shit. yeah, fifty million dollars, and he has another third lawsuit for some other shit. Uh, so it seems like everybody's suing this fucking guy for shit that he said. So he's in a lot of deep shit. Um, now, well, here's not, the he, thing: like, do I feel bad for this guy? No, I think he got what he had coming to him. He sounds like a real fucking piece of shit. Does it set a dangerous precedent for when you or I say something, or when Erica or Binocular says something? Absolutely, because at what point do we draw the line? Uh, Binocular says, I hear you. January 6th is different. Leader of the free world and all. I guess we know what side Rick's on. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's fuck. <laughs> if I said right now we should march on the steps of Congress and fight for better pharmaceutical law, am I guilty of anything? Because yeah, nobody's guilty? doing it. If we go down there and protest, right, if we lead a protest down there to protest something that we don't like that's going on in the country or with our country, and then a bunch of those crazy motherfuckers go in there and start rioting, that's not on us. That's on them for their actions. Um, yeah. So, yeah, again, I'm not too familiar with the January 6th thing because I don't fucking pay attention to politics because I don't really fucking care. I know Trump held some sort of rally. People got all upset, marched down to the fucking... Congress, and then a bunch of them went inside. That's what I know. Yeah, you know who wasn't there? Trump. Him. <laughs> yeah. This isn't, this isn't like... Listen, if you said George Bush is responsible for innocent lives being lost because he sent the country to war, he sent contracted soldiers who had no choice but to follow orders into a dangerous situation. And that doesn't mean I'm against it. It simply means that they, he is responsible for what came out of that. If I say words to people who are in no way, shape or form obligated to do what I say, and they do shit based on my words, I don't think that's my fucking problem. Well, that's a fun, like I get the point where he's the leader of the free world. He also didn't say go burn down fucking Congress. So, I don't think he said break anything or hurt anybody. I also don't think he said to take a shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk, but somebody did. To be fair, <laughs> the line to be that guy must have been pretty long. 
So it was like his it. reward for getting there first, right? It was a race, and he won. Yeah. Drop a dookie. Oh, push chance. Eric said one of the worst things to happen to someone is losing their child in a gruesome way. And then nasty assholes shout crap every so often, saying that it didn't happen, which leads to my family reliving the horror of their loss and time and time again and fearful of their lives because of harassment. And I 100% agree. I'm 100% in agreement with that statement. And the people who are harassing those families should be fucking punished. Absolutely. Yes. Not a guy for saying some words about it. So anyway, this is clearly a hot topic. I knew it would be. Um, I digress. Pat, you have another story you want to talk about that I know nothing about. Uh, I believe there's a video to go along with it that you didn't send me, so we won't be able to watch that. Um, well, I could I could direct you to it. Uh, I found it by typing in uh, teen shot in drive-thru. Actually, I think I typed in kid shot in drive-thru. Uh, so here's the article's headline. Officer who shot teen in McDonald's drive-thru may be charged. Please put all of your emphasis on maybe. Uh, the little subtitle says a San Antonio police officer may face charges after shooting an unarmed teenager at McDonald's drive through. So basically what I got out of this video, which is about three, two minutes and 29 seconds long. Okay. Two minutes and 29 seconds. This cop rolls up unannounced to the car. The cop thinks that this is a car that he saw the night before evade him. So let's go ahead. It's first off. It's a dark car. Second off, it's nighttime. Third, he's talking about the night before. So it could be a different car. Anyways, he walks up to the car, opens the door, and tells the kid to get out. Now, the kid is like, he's got the yellow McDonald's burger wrapper in his hand. And he drops the burger because he's about to shit his pants. There's a passenger in the car, a girl passenger. The kid puts the car in reverse because he's like, nope, I have no fucking clue what's going on. This guy hasn't announced himself as a police officer. I have no clue why he opened my door. You know, like he just walked up to the, a parked car. So the kid starts backing up. The officer draws his gun, fires multiple shots. I believe they said they heard 10 shots. Hits multiple vital organs on this 17-year-old kid as the kid's driving away, which is wherever that county is, wherever this happened. There are laws against, uh, obviously, shooting unarmed people. There are laws against shooting uh, moving vehicle. Um, this officer breaks all of those laws and fires multiple rounds into a 17-year-old who's unarmed and was currently eating a fucking cheeseburger. And he may face charges. We'll see. Uh, Rick won't let this shit go. Uh Erica said he obviously He's must have How about Charles Manson? He's in prison for telling people to kill other people, correct? Yeah, I don't agree with that either. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, unless you could prove Charles Manson killed somebody, eh, so that's I'm I could do Helter Skelter all day, man. I don't really know. Is that true that he's in prison for telling people to kill people? Yeah, so Charles Manson has no bodies under him. So what happened was he was let's call him a social media uh, influencer before there was social media. He was a cult leader, and uh, <laughs> he was, uh, he seemed very genuine, and he was very, um, I don't want to say influential. He was very, um, what's the word? Vindictive? He got people to, no, um, persuasive. He's very persuasive. And basically, he told, uh, I want to say the guy's name was Tex which was one of his, like, it was like his right-hand man. He said, round up some of these motherfuckers that are living here on the farm with us and make a statement to, like, Hollywood and politics and kind of just all these things that they were going against. And when they murdered uh, a very pregnant Sharon Tate, and uh, that was Roman Polanski's wife. Um, Roman Polanski was out of town. And that she had some people over. They murdered them as well. And in their blood, they wrote political piggy, I believe, on the front door. Um, it was just, it was like, dude, Manson was a fucking monster. But he didn't kill anybody. And he is in prison for not killing anybody. And you can watch the interviews of the women who did these murders. It's fucking crazy. Because they're like deadpan. They're like one of them. Ch 
chased, uh, I want to say she chased Sharon Tate out of the house and tackled her in the front yard and just started stabbing her. She stabbed her a, a shit ton of times. And when she's talking about it, she's like, yeah, we went in, we told them, you know, just like sit still. Um, obviously we were going to kill them, but they didn't know that. And then, you know, Tex was wrestling around with the guy and she ran and I didn't know what to do. So I just ran after her. I tackled her down. Her face was like facing the ground. So I started stabbing her in the back, but then she rolled over. So I started stabbing her in the front. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just was under Charlie's influence and she's just calm as fuck about it. Crazy. People are fucking psychos. Yeah. Um, do I, th- yeah, Manson, Manson was a bad dude, but unless you're going to pinch him for actually breaking the law, no, I don't think talking about shit. Rick said, and they were normal, everyday people before Manson said his words. I, I don't know. Not. Yeah, because I can tell you I, this. You're, you're talking about people who were taking fucking hallucinogenics on a regular basis. These were flower children. Uh, not only that, I don't there's, know about zero, there's zero chance that there's a human being on Earth that could convince me to kill another human being. So maybe I'm not other than normal? the human being that's about to get killed. Huh? Like you could convince me to kill you. Yeah, not right. you specifically, but if I'm going to kill somebody, it's going to be because they have convinced me that they deserve to die. Yeah. I don't even think that, uh, that I could do that. I really don't think, um, I, I don't think so. But Man, I don't know. I, I look, th- don't get me wrong. I understand the argument, obviously. But should Manson be charged with murder? I don't know. Erica said cult followers are normal, quote, yeah. uh, and then put some question marks. And Rick said, can you yell fire in a crowded movie theater? No, because that's not a constantly constitutionally protected action. Um, that is, fuck, man, we just learned we this ju- from Jacob yeah, State Farm. What's that just, called? Um, because it would inflict danger. Like, that's why. Yeah, you're you're other people's. Uh, you're you're basically you're taking somebody else's freedom away. So my freedoms stop as soon as they take away from your freedom. So I have free speech until I take your freedom of safety away. Yes. Do I that's, think that Manson did that? No. Nor do I think the guy from Newton did that. Don't get me wrong. I'm on the wrong side of history on this, and I know that. Again, I don't know shit. It's words. Yeah, but it's it's dangerous words. It's cheat. It's so I like, uh, but here we go. So where do we draw the line? I think that you shouldn't be able to teach Shakespeare in schools because if two high school kids kill themselves to prove how much they love each other, it's fucking Billy's fault. (laughs) Like, at, at what point do words not carry that much weight? Hold on. Did you Manson just telling re- people to kill people doesn't take their freedom away. They're dead. No more freedom. No. Those... Manson telling fucking Tex to kill somebody does not take Tex's freedom away. Tex killing people takes innocent people's freedom away. Tex should go to jail for life. Manson should be locked up in a fucking loony bin because he's a fucking crazy man. <laughs> Classic, but not now, don't be right. Manson's a different example because he did actually, I think he explained to them how to do it. And like, he had laid out plans. Um, I think orchestrating, I mean, at that point there's some kind of like, I, I'll call it racketeering involved that. So this guy on the radio or fucking info wars, if he's not telling these people to harass, if they're not following his instruction, then that's an independent idea that they had based on something that they heard. That's kind of like how we constantly hear about police shooting black people. If I go shoot a cop and say I was defending the black race, America's not going to jump behind me and be like, that's true. This is the media's fault. The media should go to jail. Erica said the phrase phrase shouting shouting fire in a crowded theater has become synonymous with speech that because of its danger of provoking violence is not protected by the First Amendment. Agreed. So did the guy on the radio do something that is synonymous with provoking violence? No, you said something didn't happen. That happened. Yeah. 
Now, I mean, Manson, you could argue. Rick said exactly, Erica. I feel like we're agreeing with Erica as well. Yeah, what the fuck is Manson orchestrated violence. So that's why he's different. I don't get it. I'm so confused right now. I think Erica's on our side. Rick, too. I don't think they're really on our side with the new Tom thing. They are not about that. I obviously agree with you, Tom. <laughs> they are not on our side. Hey, I'm not going to show this video because I don't want to show any more people getting killed on our podcast. Like when you uh, made me show that video of the kid falling out of the uh, ride at the amusement park. Um, this kid's like three years older than that kid. Yeah, you're a horrible person. Uh, but yeah, that's crazy. We'll have to watch what happens with this. Um, again, I mean... Rick it's... said, but then you can't use the argument that it's just words. We're not using the argument that it's just words. That he's in... If you yell fire in a crowded building, it's not just words at that point. What we're saying is, this guy... Saying that something didn't happen that happened is just words. Here's the thing. And I get like the argument is that he they must have proved something because this guy's paying money. Here's a thought. Uh then why is he not being brought up on criminal charges if he did something that he's not supposed to do? Yeah. Heavy shades of OJ in this one. <laughs> The glove don't fit. You must have quit. That, that was a fucking joke. OJ's entire trial was a fucking joke. Was it? Yes. OJ's trial was all racially racially fueled because well, he, the police officers said some racist shit. Well, he got away with murder. So, Erica was, said. So it says in the news that Alex Jones turned the Sandy Hook family's loss and trauma into years of torment by promoting the lie that the rampage was a hoax. Okay, so I'm going to bring this up. I wasn't going to bring this up because I didn't think it was going to be relevant. I worked with a kid after Sandy Hook. Well, technically, I worked with him during Sandy Hook. But months after Sandy Hook, he was trying to show me a YouTube video that all of this was it was a it was a stage thing. And there were actually they were the there were no police. It was nuns in their habits. Um, that's the outfit that a nun wears, Tommy. Um, and they went in with machine guns and they slaughtered the kids and, you know, Adam Lanza was innocent and I didn't do anything about that. I didn't go. I didn't look for Adam Lanza. I didn't say that Adam Lanza's mom, um, you know, her son was still alive. I didn't go to the convent where the nuns were from and pick it outside. I was not in any way, shape or form forced to take action by this kid's words. And he offered video evidence. <laughs> I did not watch the video evidence. I find that hard to believe. But that. he, he had no influence. <laughs> he had no person. influence over my physical action whatsoever. Uh, Phobic said, Oh, you fixed it. I did not. I just started working on its own. Thank God. Uh, and, Rick uh, Banach said, I don't know about the le legality of Alex Jones connection, but he's a scum of the earth, so it doesn't matter. Okay. I 1000% agree. Alex Jones is a monstrous scumbag. And I have no problem with him paying every penny he has to the innocent families of the Newtown tragedy. My fear is the precedent that it sets for somebody who's not a monster. That's my point. I just don't want this decision to affect other decisions down the road. Well, but that's what it does, right? It sets a precedence that uh, you can't say what you want. Yeah, I, dude. Like, does the Onion or the fucking the Star Magazine or what's the National Enquirer? Do these people not pay hundreds of millions of dollars for the lies that they spread? Fact. Fact. <clears throat> well, they're not going out and saying a, a bunch of innocent kids weren't killed, so. Right. What Where's about, I, like, <clears throat> we've had a million conversations about, you know, news headlines that are misleading, and those are considered legitimate sources of information. 
I don't know who the fuck InfoWars is, but based on the term InfoWars, I don't take that seriously. Rick said, this was a lot more than just saying something. It was years of abuse of these poor people. Then they should be punished for the abuse that they caused, not the words that they said. Yeah. Actual, like, like if, if he really went outside their house and harassed them by picketing or other people were doing it, those people should be... That's fucked. Yeah, those people should be brought up on legal charges, not... Um, a thousand percent. And if he was one of them, he never should have had the chance to do anything after that because he should have gotten arrested while he was picketing. Facts. Anyway. That's, that, uh, that's not the same as the right to a, a silent protest. That's harassment. It's fucking... Hey, I, unless... Uh, hey, who knows, man. If he really it. did that, but he had a... Uh, but he had a... A fucking what? A permit? Permit? <laughs> then he's one hundred percent within his rights. <laughs> that's the crazy okay, part. and that doesn't mean that it's not the right thing to. Or that doesn't mean that it's not the wrong thing to do. If he got a permit to do that, then the fucking town should be held liable. They Erica claim. said they claim that he used Sandy Hook to build his audience. Rick said, "I think he is the effect of what he has caused, not just his opinion, which was only to make money off of them." First off, this guy capitalizing off of a tragedy is super shitty. Super shitty. Some would say that's Scum what Toby Keith did. What? Some would say that's what Toby Keith did. Uh, I, I, that thought <laughs> crossed my mind, buddy. Uh, I would not say that, just somebody... so we're clear. I would never say that. Somebody else on the other side of the microphone might. The idea of somebody capitalizing off of a tragedy is not new, certainly not to America. Uh, Tom, did you see that they're making... Uh, fuck, I'm going to get her last name wrong. Uh, Gabby. You know who I'm talking about? The blonde that got... Uh, oh, murdered by her the, boyfriend there? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The blonde who showed up dead, and we have no conviction for her boyfriend murdering her. We know <laughs> that later he might have gotten eaten by some alligators. We're not quite sure. But they're making... Gabby... Gabby Petito? I don't know her last name, but I know who you're talking about. Yep. They're making a movie. I think the movie's already made. Um, so, like, is that movie company liable? Well, her family must have sold the rights to that, uh, to her story, because I'm sure her family is profiting off it somehow. Like, that's what, that's what kills me about all this, right? Is it's all okay because this guy's going to pay millions of dollars. It's all okay because that family for Gabby's going to make millions of dollars. Like, Wait, hold the fuck on. What about fucking Netflix? They just released a whole fucking show that swept the nation about Dahmer. Yeah, I won't watch that. It freaks me out. Colin told me he was watching it. I told him he couldn't watch it anymore. First off, it was amazing. Nah, I'm all set, dude. That but I gotta tell you, I don't desire to go eat people now. Not dead ones. <laughs> Rick said, I'm not sure this is accurate, but somehow he made over $100 million from this over the years. That's how fucked up people are. Agreed. It is not how fucked up he is. This is not a reflection of how fucked up he is. This is a reflection of how fucked up the people who followed him and disgraced themselves with their behavior are. He's undoubtedly a scumbag. That does not mean that the other people in this should go unpunished. The people who actually took action should be punished. If he's one of them, if he picketed, he should be punished for it. All right. Can we put this to bed? Harassment. Pat, what a show. What a show. What a way um, to come back. Other than Dahmer, which, by the way, listen, there's like a thread in this show, right? where he introduces himself only as Jeff. His name is Jeff Dahmer. Thanks. When other people talk about him, they refer to him as Jeffrey. Now, uh, Biggie, his real name was Christopher. You know he's a fucking G because everybody calls him Biggie. You know, it's not like a character name. The fact that this motherfucker, when we speak of him, we only use his full name, Jeffrey, 
that's fucking crazy to me. Like, that's like on a serial killer's level, that's as baller as it gets. He's like, I call myself Jeff, and these motherfuckers, I've been dead for a long ass time, and these motherfuckers still call me Jeffrey. He had a crazy effect on people. Uh, Erica says, uh, people are obsessed with cr- crazy Tiger King example. And then the binocular said, yes, it is, because he used the his influence over fucked up people. See, Trump, LOL. I don't like Dahmer was drugging and murdering people. Is he talking about Dahmer? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, dude. All I know is they keep bringing up Trump. Like, listen, man, I don't mind getting political, but I don't like signaling. Like, I'm not up here talking about how Biden said, I got two words for you made in America. That was three words. That shit was funny as fuck. Uh, <laughs> listen, I don't like any of them. So we can talk shit about anyone that you want any day of the week, Mr. Uh, Binoculars. They're all scumbags as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <clears throat> oh, he said he wasn't talking about Dahmer. I think, listen, I could do an entire series of shows, Tom, about serial killers. I say we do one episode per serial killer, and I say we give them some kind of score, like a scoring system. Let's rate the serial killers, and we'll make it a negative thing when, obviously, I'm smiling, and I'm like, these motherfuckers are crazy. It's, he said, Biden is a moron, but that's beside the point. It's, he's got a point, like... Do you really want to pick on Biden? Like, there's certain words we can't say because certain people don't deserve to be picked on. Does Biden really deserve to be picked on? Like, you get what I'm saying here, Tom? I don't want to pick on anybody. That's not my that's not my intent on the show, um, especially since he is the leader of the free world at the moment and he is our commanding officer. So that's um, my thing. Like, we constantly want to trash our own president. Like, fuck, man, I. I think we should go after Trump at this point because he's not president. But while he was president, we were putting bumper stickers on our cars and shit that said he wasn't president. Like, stop that shit, America. And stop going after Biden in the fact that he can't speak fucking English. He's the goddamn president. It's not an embarrassment to him. It's a reflection of us. He's the elected one. We picked this motherfucker. Don't pick on him. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying he, he knows the English language. He doesn't know how to count. <laughs> but it's all, listen, if you put everything everybody says under a microscope, dude, they'd still be talking about the fucking popcorn thing from you. They'd still be talking about the dick in the mouth thing from me. What the, the fuck are you talking about? Popcorn? Fucking Bush said the, the, there's a saying where I come from in Texas. You might have something similar where you come from. Uh, fool me once. Shame on you. Uh, fool me twice. You ain't going to fool me again. <laughs> Like, they all say dumb fucking stuff. Clinton was like, no, I didn't get a blowjob. Oh, my Jesus on her dress. They all fucking say stupid stuff. They're human. They're human. Yeah. Anyway, what a way to end the show, Pat. Are we ending the show? Fuck yeah, dude. We're an hour in. I gotta get this out. I gotta go to bed. It's 8.30, way past my bedtime. Mold. All right. Tom, can I just say this before we end this? Because I've waited about, fuck, uh, let's see, 2002. I've waited about 20 years to say this. Bobic said, fuck the peace sign. Let it rain on you. <laughs> he spelt it rain like, you know, uh, a ruler rains. Yeah, I got you. Tom, I've been a wrestling nerd forever. I love wrestling. Specifically, WWE. The are you, you know the are you talking about company. how the Rock's going to come back and fight Roman Reigns for the head of the table? No, I don't think that's going to happen. It would be cool if it did. It would be a compelling story. You don't have enough money to pay the Rock to do a show, let alone a storyline. Um, Tommy, Saturday Bray Wyatt came back as Bray Wyatt, not as the Fiend, because Vince has stepped down. Triple H has taken over talent. Um, So there's a lot of people who weren't around, which seems like a direct result of Vince and maybe his preferences or maybe their unwillingness to deal with him. Braun Strowman's back. Uh, On Monday, Lesnar makes a surprise appearance. He's back. 
AJ Styles goes out and he like that he used to be back in Japan. He was friends with Finn Balor and Finn Balor's in this like heel group and they, they do all kinds of bad shit to people. And AJ goes out and he's like, dude, you were right. Like I've been trying to do this alone. There's no point in me doing this alone. I need my friends with me. We've been boys since Japan, blah, blah, blah. And he hugs Balor. And this whole faction is like, holy fuck, we got AJ Styles. And then he lifts his mic up while he's still hugging Balor. And he's like, I wasn't talking about you. And then Gallows and Anderson come back like a surprise. Dude, wrestling on Monday night, this last Monday Night Raw, if this is the direction it's taking, wrestling's about to get fucking cool again. Finally, after 20 years, this shit's about to be fucking awesome. Fulwick says sounds lit. I don't know if he's being sarcastic. It was yes. legitimately really fucking good. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Uh, he also said that George Bush talk clip is in a J. Cole song, which he follows it with that line. Nice. That's awesome. Oh, he said he's not being sarcastic. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, dude, I... I because I, dude, I, first off, I miss factions in wrestling, like big groups of people, because that's tough for a good guy. You know, there's like six bad guys. What are you going to do? That's how you draw sympathy for the good guy. So now you've got these factions building, and we're talking, that's how NWO, Degeneration X, the Corporation, the Ministry of Darkness, all those things were big factions, and that's why wrestling was so the good. The Shield. We can get back to that shit. That's right. Too sweet, baby. Too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All I know is that walking around with Pat randomly, he'll be wearing a wrestling shirt and people will be like, yo, what's up, dog? And I'm like, you guys are fucking losers. Public Squirrel said, dude, do you remember watching wrestling the Golden Era, Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, Undertaker, Kane, Gen X? Uh, I, yes. He means Degeneration X. I'm with him. Uh, yes. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. It was called the Attitude Era. The Golden Era, unfortunately, was Hulk Hogan's era. But uh, you're not being specific. You're generalizing, and I get that. I'm not being an asshole. Um, yes, that's my point, is we're headed... He said, suck it. We're headed back into the Attitude Era. They dropped the PG rating. So they're going to be a little bit more risque. Uh, we're actually going to treat women like fucking professional wrestlers instead of just bra and panty wearing bitches because these women are talented as fuck and they're hungry hold on rick b just said from alex jones to manson trump and then wrestling way to end with a thud listen motherfucker these are all white trash topics this is all white trash charlie manson fucking trump fucking wwe fucking alex jones phobic squirrel said bring back lita lita actually has dropped in several times in the last couple of years she was at the royal rumble he said the hardy boys they're still in wrestling the dudley boys uh Bubba Ray Dudley lives in Waterbury. I thought one was dead. Of the Dudley boys? No. They're old as fuck. Um, How about when Pat McAfee got stunned by Stone Cold? That was awesome. When who got stunned? When Pat McAfee. Jesus Christ, with the Pat McAfee. (laughs) I don't remember whose car I was in. Somebody was listening to sports radio. And I was like, dude, oh, you know, I was on a boat. That's not a car at all. Uh, we were, I was on a boat and we were driving it to a, a dock. And uh, Pat McAfee was on sports radio. And I was like, dude, it's so weird to hear him because he's always on wrestling. And the guy turned around. And he was like, he's what? And I was like, he's on wrestling. He compensates like WWE. And he's like, dude, I fucking love this guy. He's amazing. I might watch wrestling just to listen to him. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's Tommy. It's Tommy in a different fucking body. What do you think? There's only one of me, dude. He's a f- dude. He's a fucking legend on a microphone. dude. He really is. Oh, I saw. I saw a highlight reel of Pat McAfee's hardest hits. <laughs> what other punter has a highlight reel of their hardest hits? Dude, he he does have some nasty hits in the NFL. What's funny is, so he used to do kickoffs in the NFL, right? So that's why he has hardest hits because he was playing fucking kickoff, right? And Robbie yeah. Gold does kickoff for the Niners on Sunday and gets fucking injured when he goes to make a tackle. He got hit in the thigh and was fucked up. <laughs> and had the punter kick the field goals the rest of the game. That's funny. Uh, Phobic said, dude, early 2K wrestling was so good. Uh, he's great on college game. Yeah, he does college game day now on Sundays. Pat McAfee does. He's doing some shit with the Manning brothers. Like, you know, they do the simulcast for Monday Night Football. He's doing something for college, like six college games. Through uh, yeah, uh, their 
uh, fuck, what's his name? Peyton Manning owns a media company called Omaha Media or some shit like that, and they're producing his shit on ESPN for okay. like six college games. Dude, he's he's really got a fucking thing going. I can't get enough magic uh, in my life. He he's not on Blue serious... Justice. Did Nick tell you that he bumped into Blue Justice? No. I just thought of this because I was thinking of who we saw through the fairs and everything. Uh, Blue Justice reached out to me to make a second armament order. He wanted some custom apparel. And by the time I got back to him, I was like, hey, listen, like, it's probably best for you to reach out to Nick directly. And he was like, yeah, I'm talking to him right now. So nice. <laughs> Blue Justice hunted Nick's ass down uh, nice. and placed a custom order. So shout out to Blue Justice. That was dope. Um, Nick appreciates it, I'm sure. I gotta tell you, man, the, even our teasers, the number nine teaser, like, they're just a fucking amazing features. They really are. Um, How many people at the fair, Nick's thing was like, here, touch this. It's the softest sweatshirt you've ever worn. And people's eyes lit up when they touched the fucking sweatshirts. Like, holy shit, that really is soft. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking heavenly. I would say a good 40% of those people, they's like, here, touch this hoodie. They'd buy it because it's that fucking soft. Yeah. It's, uh, T-shirts are phenomenal. Anyway, Pat, let's get the fuck out of here, man. I'm tired. Go yeah, bed. listen, America, <coughs> rage against the machine. I want everybody to go out, and uh, just I want you live to take... Air. What? I was just threw up live on air. Oh, Super that's gross. gross. I want everybody to go out. I want you to take a 100-gallon container into the middle of the ocean, get 100 gallons of seawater, salt water, I want you to go up in a helicopter with it suspended from the sky, and I want you to drop it over a crowded building. Everybody do that tonight. If you don't do it tonight, it doesn't count. Did you ask him about the volleyball t-shirts you were sponsoring? No, I did not. I'm sure they're very comfortable, though. I'm just do we get t-shirts when we sponsor somebody? Yeah, we got them last year from Erica. Oh, okay. Do they have names on them? Yeah, ours, mine says Tommy, yours says Patrick. And I have one of these shirts? Fuck. Yes. Phobic's out. He said, good day, fellas. Phobic, anytime you want to talk about old school wrestling, you feel free to reach out to me. I will talk to you about old school wrestling. Erica, I just sent you Nick's contact info. There you go. You can uh, contact him about your shirts. He'll make them for you guys. You should probably send Erica's contact info to Nick so he doesn't ignore her. I'm sure he's not going to when she says, hey, it's Tom's wife, Erica. Problem solved. I'm not that guy. Talk to J-Mart for that. Oh, for the rest of it. Who the fuck is J-Mart? Nick talked about J-Mart for fucking two weeks straight. He's the guy whose wedding I'm going to on Sunday. I still don't know who this guy is. He came to the the booth at one of the fairs and bought a t-shirt from us. Did I talk to him? Oh. I talked to him. Was I there? Uh, I imagine it was at one of the fairs. That's a good point. And very seldom was I there and you not there. Right. He was at the house when I was there. Yep. I went to a stag. I want a gun. All right. Anyway, Pat. Oh, it's nice to do this without a fucking machine next to my fucking face. Number Niners, I say good day.